is the Beyond the Studio podcast, and you're listening to Season 2, Beyond the Studio West Coast Edition. I'm Amanda Adams. And I'm Nicole Muller, and we're here to help you figure out the business of being an artist. Here we'll share honest conversations with artists, makers, and business experts, and dive deep into the work that happens beyond the studio. Support for this season comes from Southern Exposure's Alternative Exposure Grant Program in partnership with Facebook's Artist in Residence Program and the Andy Warhol Foundation. If you find value in listening to Beyond the Studio, we'd love to ask you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It's the easiest way to show us some love and to help others find the podcast. Thank you so much in advance for letting us know what you think and for supporting the show. You might hear some adult language used occasionally on the show, so please be mindful of those around you and pop in some headphones if needed. When I'm not working on the podcast, I'm working on my fiber art and illustration brand, Close Call Studio. So if you want to follow along with my own journey, you can check me out on Instagram at Close Call Studio or check out my website at CloseCallStudio.com. It's Nicole here, your other Beyond the Studio co-host. I'm a painter, muralist, and installation artist. If you want to see more of my work and studio process, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Marie Muller or my website, which is Nicole Marie Muller. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R dot com. Hey folks, we are back for the final episode of season two. I cannot believe that we made it here. We wanted to do 20 episodes and we actually did way more than 20 episodes because we had the two-parters and we had our topical episodes, though those will show up on the bonus feed, not specifically under season two, depending on where you're looking. But I can't believe that here we are coming to a close. West Coast edition. How do you feel, Nicole? Here we are. Oh, man, it's been a journey. (laughs) But we thought that it would be a great way to round out the season by Amanda and I just catching up on the end of season two, uh, sharing some of our reflections. And first and foremost, we really just wanted to say thank you. I think we've been so excited about how much the podcast has grown in the time since we launched season two. And we're just really feel like we're just getting going and are excited to see where it goes next. But throughout the duration of Beyond the Studio West Coast Edition, we have interviewed 19 artists over 21 episodes. Um, And this is not including the topical episodes. But we've spoken with artists from throughout the West Coast, including the Bay Area, Southern California, Los Angeles, San Diego, Portland, and Seattle. We launched season two beyond the Studio West Coast edition in December, uh, December 20th, 2018. Um, And since then, it's now the end of July uh, 2019 that we're recording this um, and rounding out our second season. We've grown- What a long season. (laughs) You know, it really was. Um, We also ramped up our schedule from bi-weekly episodes we were releasing every other week to weekly episodes so we've been putting almost consistently episodes out every single week since then we've been able to grow the podcast to over 50,000 listeners in that time which is crazy we've increased our monthly listenership by 10 times we also celebrated beyond the studio's two-year anniversary last month in june 
And in addition to all the amazing artists that we interviewed, which if any of you are listening, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. I think that really the podcast itself hinges on the generosity of other artists. And we are just so immensely grateful to all of the shared stories and knowledge and all of the really interesting artists that we've been able to bring on the show. But we also want to thank some of the other key players that have supported the podcast over the last six months, um, including our sponsors. We brought on several different sponsors throughout the course of the season, including Artwork Archive, Superfine Art Fair, Storyblocks, and Flax Art Supplies. We received support for Season 2 from Southern Exposures, Alternative Exposure Grant Program. So that grant really gave us a lot of momentum to be able to take this new seasonal approach to the podcast and cover a lot of our equipment costs throughout the season. We also got to collaborate with Facebook's Artist in Residence program on something, but more on that to come later this year. And we worked with our very first design intern. Shout out to Jenna Troshan for her work on rebranding our second mm-hmm. season. And outside of Beyond the Studio West Coast Edition, we also got to meet up in New York City to attend Art World Conference. And like Amanda already said, we introduced topical episodes into the podcast. So a lot has happened in the span of season two. And we just want to thank you all so much for listening, for being a part of this community, and for helping us to grow beyond the studio this year. It has been a crazy year. I can't believe that we've been releasing episodes for so long and so frequently, especially since December. I mean, releasing weekly episodes has been very difficult, but it's been a really fun challenge, but definitely a challenge. Yeah, a challenge for sure. I think we feel really proud of being able to keep up with that schedule. Um, Like Amanda and I have been very open about, you know, we are both working artists, we have our own artistic careers and day jobs, uh, businesses to run. Um, So this is one project in the midst of all of that that we feel really passionately about and feel really motivated to continue working on um, in part because of the support um, in the community that's been built up around it. But it definitely takes a lot of investment to be able to put something like this together um, so next time you're listening to any podcast, <laughs> just think about all of the work that goes into it. And one easy way to thank your favorite podcast is just by leaving them a review, leaving a rating or review on iTunes. That kind of thing really does make a difference uh, just in helping them grow their audience, helping other people to find the podcast and just showing your appreciation for it. If you're not in a position to donate or to financially support the podcast that you listen to, just you know participating in the community, letting them know what you think. Those are all really valuable forms of support And we appreciate all of that so much because we are are so happy to be able to devote the time and work that goes into it. But it definitely does take time and work to put it together from editing the audio to just doing all the email communication, setting up recordings, um, recording with our guests, putting together the show notes, um, blog posts on our website, email newsletters, social media. So there's a lot behind the scenes that goes into making it run smoothly. And as you know, we've also been taking periodic breaks. So we try and be a little bit flexible with ourselves and, uh, you know, give ourselves some grace when we need to take a week off um, or take a step back if we have an especially busy season. And that's kind of what we're planning to do uh, for now. 
Because this will be our last episode of season two, we are going to be taking a brief break to shift gears and record our season three Beyond the Studio East Coast edition, which is coming up later this year. So we'll be announcing the release of that um, coming up this fall. But we're taking a quick hiatus so that we can focus on recording our interviews for the third season of Beyond the Studio. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks or a month and a half more likely after we've been able to record out uh, our third season. Yeah, I'm so excited to get started on season three. I mean, I have loved doing season two, but as we've been getting close to the end, I'm just already excited for the next. Oh, me too. I think, you know, so much of Beyond the Studio is just focused on the really unique career paths and um, unique situations that each artist has found themselves in. And while it's been really interesting to try and focus those conversations a little more geographically, talking with artists throughout the West Coast on the impact and the role of place within their own creative career. I think some of the the major themes that have emerged for us really just have to do with how there are so many different pathways that are all equally valid. There are numerous art worlds that artists are choosing to participate in. There are just a multitude of ways that artists are building their lives. And so for as much as we were, you know, looking for common threads throughout artists that were living and working in the same city or the same region, I think um, it's also just shown us how really divergent artist careers can be, even in one specific place. So I think, you know, if you haven't listened to all of the conversations in season two, I'd encourage you to just go back and um, check them out and take a look at some of the artists who you might not be as interested in right off the bat. I, we just always learn so much from, from every artist that we interview and everyone's story is so uniquely different. Oh, yeah. I know whenever I listen to podcasts, especially where they're doing interviews, I typically just start by listening to all the ones with people that I've actually heard of because I, you know, I want to know stories of people that I'm already a fan of. But when I go back and listen to conversations with people that I've never heard of before, it is always so surprising how many artists that I end up finding that I am now obsessed with that I didn't know about before. And just so much wisdom comes out of all of these conversations because everyone has learned so much from their own paths and experiences. And because they're all so unique, everyone really has a very unique point of view. But we all kind of experience a lot of the same struggles and find our own ways to work through them. And I've gotten just so much great information from having the conversations that we've had. And so many of the guests I was not familiar with prior to the season. And now I'm just enamored by all of their wonderful personalities and their work and, you know, the wonderful things that they do and say. Yeah. Are there any really surprising conversations that you've had or any um, interviews that stand out to you from the season? I think, let's see, I'll look through my look through our list of episodes. There were definitely a few conversations where I felt like it was just hanging out with friends, even though we had never met before, like just having the conversation with Tommy Perez. It was so easy to goof around and talk about our experiences and having so many shared interests and stuff. And uh, the same thing with like Katie Ann Gilmore. It was so easy to talk to her and she was just so funny and 
easy to get along with. Morgan Roskopf, shout out to you because <laughs> you guys are feel like you are my spirits. friend now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like all of our guests are friends now. Like every time I see like Wendy on Instagram, we'll message back and forth. I'm like, oh, so proud of you. Love seeing what you're doing. And I just love getting that personal connection where these artists that we get to have these amazing conversations with are now people that we we can engage in conversations with on a more regular basis. And I'm just so grateful for the generosity of everyone that came on to the show and their willingness to be so vulnerable and candid and goofy. It was great. And how about you? Did you have any favorite episodes or conversations that really were impactful for you? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's so hard to pick a favorite because, again, it's, it just seems like every conversation is so enlightening. But I think some of the episodes where um, the two-parters where we just felt like there was so much um, that was covered, we wanted to break it up into two episodes. Um, so that was Wendy Red Stars and then Ranu Mukherjee's. And actually something that I think was true for both of them that I also found really interesting about the careers of a couple artists we spoke with who had experience with showing in numerous museums or had their work in you know numerous collections and I would say are more established in their career paths. Um, pointed to a couple of things that led to some of those bigger profile opportunities. Um, One of them being artist talks, like giving artist talks in public spaces and then having, you know, a curator in the audience or somebody that they didn't know who shared their work with another institution and opportunities kind of snowballing that way. So that's something that I think I'd never really have known. And, you know, you always kind of wonder, like, how do those opportunities come about or how are people getting exposed to their work? I think Desiree Holman had actually been one of the first artists to say that, that we talked to. We're doing like public lectures or workshops um, with maybe different art colleges um, had been really impactful and just the role that teaching had played in their own careers like we had spoken with a number of artists that were also educators um, Eric Parra, uh, Lucy Pulse, Ronnie Mukherjee again and just how that creative community really fueled and informed their own practice and also led to career opportunities but yeah I think you know it it was really hard for us because we were talking a little bit before we started recording Amanda and I about what some of the common themes were from the west coast and it really just seemed like you know there is this maybe this trend towards entrepreneurship like I think a lot of artists are treating their their work seriously with this kind of business mentality, um, developing multiple streams of income, but really like making their careers work in, in really diverse ways. You know, like um, there are some artists who are leveraging things like social media, um, like Katie Ann Gilmore or Heather Day or Jamie Derringer, who, you know, runs Design Milk and has this really successful blog. So artists that are kind of using the internet to their advantage to be able to reach a larger audience or build their careers in that way. Whereas um, other artists were very community driven in in a local sense, like Karen Seneferu, um, just a lot of community-oriented curatorial work here in the Bay Area and Oakland specifically. Yeah. 
um, Marcelo Pardo Arisa, who does a lot of um, different types of, of curatorial work and advocacy throughout the Bay Area with women art handlers. So I just, I feel like there's so many different examples of how artists are working locally, but also tapping into these like greater networks or communities online. And I pulled a, actually a couple of my favorite quotes from throughout the season. Both came from Karen Seneferu uh, that are related to those topics. Um, so one thing she said that so I've referred to a couple times. Yeah, it's just this beautiful sentiment, which is that when you start to dream for the community, the community will start to dream for you. And I've just really taken that to heart. Um, and I feel like that's what we would aspire to for for the podcast, you know, that it is this community and that um, when you start to redirect your attention outwards and think about what you can contribute to those around you, um, what kind of impact you want to have, then in turn, opportunities will start to come your way. So I just love that that way of thinking about, you know, building your career as an artist. And then another thing that she said, uh, which relates to this idea that, you know, all artists are entrepreneurs and that you you really have to have this kind of business mentality in order to sustain your work as an artist is that to be an artist and to work in this capitalist society requires you to be an entrepreneur. And I just thought that was so interesting, which, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, like, let that sink in for a bit, you know, it's like, we talk a lot with, you know, a number of different artists about not only the personal challenges they're facing, but the the systemic issues that um, make it really difficult for artists to thrive in, in society. And I think that being one of them, just that, you know, we acknowledge that there's this really kind of um, fraught relationship, or there's a lot of tension between the idea of art and commerce and so inevitably through having these conversations with artists about what their their career looks like we're sort of all of that's intertwined and you sort of have to confront those um, that tension head-on and um, and ask you know really upfront questions about how are artists negotiating their their work in this capitalist society and what does that look like how are they kind of like coming to that, dealing with it personally, but also how are they maybe embracing that and finding really unique contexts for their work? Um, how are they selling their work? How are they creating, you know, new businesses from their creativity in order to sustain themselves? So I just think there's so many different ways that, like, that's kind of gets at the heart of what the the podcast is about: is talking with artists about how they're navigating that um, and how they're dealing with that but I just felt like Karen Sneffer really said it so succinctly and couldn't have said it better yeah Yeah. if you haven't listened to that episode and want to hear a great conversation with really a really powerful message that will probably make you cry a little listen to Karen Sneffer's interview Mm -hmm. because I think I like teared up while I was editing it multiple times because I was just like oh my god it's so good she just really hits it home for everything. I was so stoked about that entire conversation. And I mean, I'm just like buzzing with enthusiasm for all of our conversations, clearly. But I think that season two, I think season two was a game changer for us because it really gave us the opportunity to have a little bit more focus with the podcast and to have 
a bigger reach and to really grow ourselves as podcasters and artists and interviewers. I feel like our conversations have become more meaningful and more natural and we're definitely getting more comfortable on the mic and I've heard from many friends and fans that season two was leaps and bounds better than season one, though I still think our conversations in season one were great. We were much earlier on in our learning stage. Mm-hmm. But season two also brought us opportunities to get together as humans in real life. Like we were able to go to Art World Conference, which was awesome. We were able to, I mean, not officially, but we were able to holiday together in Hawaii. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Oh um, my God. And I got to come hang out with you. Yes, in, in San Francisco. Multiple times. Multiple in fact. times. How crazy is that? I can't believe that in the time that we started working on season two to today, as we are closing the book on season two, we got to hang out for separate occurrences yeah. while living on complete opposite ends. Yeah. All within if you're just year, tuning in basically. for some reason and you haven't realized Amanda and I are based on opposite coasts. So Amanda's in Baltimore and I am in San Francisco. We both met in Baltimore, um, lived there together for a while, but we've really, since we've been doing the podcast, um, we've lived on separate coasts. So it's not often that we get to see each other in person, except apparently this year we did. So... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think one of the reasons we initially decided to do the podcast was just a way to like keep in touch and have a project together, but also something that we were both interested in and continuing conversations we were having all the time when we were roommates. And it's afforded us opportunities to actually do more things together and see each other more. And on top of that, of course, making all kinds of artists friends and having really great conversations that we get to share with our listeners so that they may also benefit from these conversations. It blows my mind how much opportunity this podcast has afforded us and I'm so grateful and excited to see what the third season could bring. I mean, we've had so many cool things come our way with opportunity. Like the fact that we had sponsors on a majority of our episodes is amazing. And that has helped so much. And the fact that we got a grant for the season was really humbling and encouraging and kind of gave us the excitement to really pursue it. It was a super difficult challenge trying to release weekly episodes uh, because obviously we had We had recorded a bunch of our episodes prior to releasing season two, but we were still in the process of recording while we were releasing episodes and then eventually caught up and were scrambling to find time in our schedules to have more conversations, which is why we're kind of going back to a more seasonal model. So we still want to be able to do bonus episodes like our book club and topical episodes. So we'll release those as we create them, perhaps. Yeah, but season two has just given us so many different opportunities. And I'm really looking forward to getting started on season three. And as much as we would like to release episodes weekly, we kind of realize that it's a little bit, uh, it's a lot to ask ourselves on top of the other demanding priorities that take our time. 
Yes, so with that, we will be taking a brief break in order to record all of our episodes for season three in advance. Um, but we'll be back really soon to announce the release of season three, where we'll be back with our regular schedule of uh, recordings. As for now, we are going to take a little break so that we can get our recording in order and schedule all those out. And we want to make sure that we can really dedicate the time needed to having those great conversations. So feel free to like submit any questions our way over the next couple months as you're not seeing episodes. But if you have questions in your own practice, that way we can ask those to the artists. And when we bring you the episodes, we can bring you some answers. But we... We will let you know as soon as we pick a launch date for season three. Uh, we promise you will not have to wait a year between seasons like you did for one and two. Um, <laughs> yes, we just want to give ourselves not. a head start. <laughs> we just want to give ourselves a head start on the recording schedule so that we can have a good backlog before we go into our busiest seasons personally. It's been so wonderful being able to have some flexibility with the podcast, Perks of being your own boss is when we decide that we need breaks for our sanity, for our relationships, for our art practices, for our jobs, we can do that. And we want to make sure that if we're telling you guys to be balanced humans, we are not hypocrites. I'm so grateful every time we have a conversation about the podcast, Nicole, because I always get stressed out with like, oh man, I feel like I'm dropping the ball. I'm like focused on doing this big craft show or trying to fulfill these orders. And then we have a conversation and you're like, oh no, like basically saying the same thing where we're like, oh, sorry, like we'll get to it. Yeah. Amanda and I are both equally busy and apologetic when it comes to working together on the podcast, which has made for a very supportive relationship in our working together and it is really appreciated. It's made it so much easier because we wanted to create it with a lot of flexibility and a lot of understanding that we need to live our lives on top of all the other things that we have that we're responsible for. And I'm just forever grateful that I'm on this road with you, Nicole. And I'm grateful. (laughs) listeners we are so excited to share season three with you we're so excited to start working on season three and we will keep you posted as we go stay tuned with our social media maybe we'll share as we do some recordings just stay subscribed to the podcast uh we will let you know as soon as we have a launch date yes thank you thank you for listening and we'll be back soon Yeah, we'll catch you next time on Beyond the Studio. (laughs) Our new outro. Uh, Yeah, we we should just start every episode with like a previously on Beyond the Studio. And it just catches them up on like our lives because that's the only like ongoing theme. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should mention that Mike is okay because on the... On the last thing we released, I was like, my husband almost cut off his finger. Oh, yeah. He's going to be just fine. So I know you guys were all waiting this entire episode to know if Mike's okay. He's okay. He may be 99.99% Mike for the rest of his life, but he's a cutie and I love him, so it'll be just fine. No surgery required. That's good. Oh, thank goodness. All right, we can be done. (laughs) 
That's it for this episode of the Beyond the Studio podcast. You can find show notes, references, and a brief summary of the episode over at our website, beyondthe.studio. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to find out about upcoming guests, special announcements, and podcast giveaways. So we're ending season two this week, um, and... Oh my God, Nicole. We are live. <laughs> live from beyond the studio. Okay, let it's me just Nicole's restate phone. that. <laughs> that better be important. No. That'll be just a kidding. blooper. <laughs> Boom. We got it. <laughs>